You are listening to Section 9, Fables 161 to 180 of 300 Aesop's Fables, translated by George Filer Townsend. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. 161. The Bull, the Lioness, and the Wild Boar Hunter a bull, finding a lion's cub asleep, gored him to death with his horns. The lioness came up and bitterly lamented the death of her whelp. A wild boar hunter, seeing her distress, stood at a distance and said to her, Think how many men there are who have reason to lament the loss of their children, whose deaths have been caused by you. 162. The Oak and the Woodcutters The woodcutter cut down a mountain oak and split it in pieces, making wedges of its own branches for dividing the trunk. The oak said with a sigh, I do not care about the blows of the axe aimed at my roots, but I do grieve at being torn in pieces by these wedges made for my own branches. Misfortunes, springing from ourselves, are the hardest to bear. 163. The Hen and the Golden Eggs A cottager and his wife had a hen that laid a golden egg every day. They supposed that the hen must contain a great lump of coal in its inside, and in order to get the gold, they killed it. Having done so, they found, to their surprise, that the hen differed in no respect from the other hens. The foolish pair, thus hoping to become rich all at once, deprived themselves of the gain of which they were assured day by day. 164. The Ass and the Frogs The ass, carrying a load of wood, passed through a pond. As he was crossing through the water, he lost his footing, stumbled, and fell, and, not being able to rise on account of his load, groaned heavily. Some frogs, frequenting the pool, heard his lamentation, and said, What would you do if you had to live here always, as we do? when you make such a fuss about a mere fall into the water? Men often bear little grievances with less courage than they do large misfortunes. 165. The Crow and the Raven The crow was jealous of the raven because he was considered a bird of good omen and always attracted the attention of men, who noted by his flight the good or evil course of future events. Seeing some travelers approaching, the crow flew up into a tree, and, perching herself on one of the branches, cawed as loudly as she could. The travelers turned toward the sound and wondered what it foreboded, when one of them said to his companion, let us proceed on our journey, my friend, 
for it is only the caw of a crow, and her cry, you know, is no omen. Those who assume a character which does not belong to them only make themselves ridiculous. 166. The Trees and the Axe A man came into a forest and asked the trees to provide him a handle for his axe. The trees consented to his request and gave him a young ash tree. No sooner had the man fitted a new handle to his axe from it than he began to use it and quickly felled with his strokes the noblest giants of the forest. An old oak, lamenting when too late the destruction of his companions, said to a neighboring cedar, The first step has lost us all. If we had not given up the rights of the ash, we might yet have retained our own privileges and have stood for ages. 167. The Crab and the Fox A crab, forsaking the seashore, chose a neighboring green meadow as its feeding ground. A fox came across him, and, being very hungry, ate him up. Just as he was on the point of being eaten, the crab said, I well deserve my fate, for what business had I on the land, when by my nature and habits I am only ejected for the sea? Contentment with our lot is an element of happiness. 168. The Woman and Her Hen a woman possessed a hen that gave her an egg every day. She often pondered how she might obtain two eggs daily instead of one, and at last, to gain her purpose, determined to give the hen a double allowance of barley. From that day, the hen became fat and sleek, and never once laid another egg. 169. The Ass and the Old Shepherd A shepherd, watching his ass feeding in the meadow, was alarmed all of a sudden by the cries of the enemy. He appealed to the ass to fly with him, lest they should both be captured. But the animal lazily replied, Why should I pray? Do you think it likely the conqueror will place on me two sets of panniers? No, rejoined the shepherd. Then, said the ass, as long as I carry the panniers, what matters to me whom I serve? In a change of government, the poor change nothing beyond the name of their master. 170. The Kites and the swans. Tea kites of olden times, as well as the swans, had the privilege of song. But having heard the neigh of the horse, they were so enchanted with the sound that they tried to imitate it, and in trying to neigh, they forgot how to sing. 
the desire for imaginary benefits often involves the loss of personal blessings. 171. The Wolves and the Sheepdogs The wolves thus addressed the sheepdogs, Why should you, who are like us in so many things, not be entirely of one mind with us, and live with us, as brothers should? We differ from you in one point only. We live in freedom, but you bow down to and slave for men, who in return for your services flog you with whips and put collars on your necks. They make you also guard their sheep, and while they eat the mutton, throw only the bones to you. If you will be persuaded by us, you will give us the sheep, and we will enjoy them in common, till we are all surfeited. The dogs listened favorably to these proposals, and, entering the den of the wolves, they were set upon and torn to pieces. 172. The Hares and the Foxes The hares waged war with the eagles, and called upon the foxes to help them. They replied, We would willingly have helped you, if we had not known who you were, and with whom you were fighting. Count the cost before you commit yourself. 173. The Bowman and the Lion A very skillful bowman went to the mountains in search of game. But all the beasts of the forest fled at his approach. The lion alone challenged him to combat. The bowman immediately shot out an arrow and said to the lion, I send thee my messenger, that from him thou mayest learn what I myself shall be when I assail thee. The wounded lion rushed away in great fear, and when a fox who had seen it all happened, told him to be of good courage, and not to back off at the first attack. He replied, You counsel me in vain, for if he sends so fearful a messenger, how shall I abide the attack on the man himself? Be on guard against men who can strike from a distance. 174 the camel. When man first saw the camel, he was so frightened at his vast size that he ran away. After a time, perceiving the meekness and gentleness of the beast's temper, he summoned courage enough to approach him. Soon afterwards, observing that he was an animal altogether deficient in spirit, he assumed such boldness as to put a bridle in his mouth, and to let a child drive him. Use serves to overcome dread. 175. The Wasp and the Snake A wasp seated himself upon the head of a snake, and, striking him unceasingly with his stings, wounded him to death. 
The Snake, being in great torment and not knowing how to rid himself of his enemy, saw a wagon heavily laden with wood, and went and purposely placed his head under the wheels, saying, At least my enemy and I shall perish together. 176. The Dog and the Hare A hound, having started a hare on the hillside, pursued her for some distance, at one time biting her with his teeth as if he would take her life, and at another fawning upon her as if in play with another dog. The hare said to him, I wish you would act sincerely by me, and show yourself in your true colors. If you are a friend, why do you bite me so hard? If an enemy, why do you fawn on me? No one can be a friend if you know not whether to trust him or distrust him. 177. The Bull and the Calf a bull was striving with all his might to squeeze himself through a narrow passage which led to his stall. A young calf came up, and offered to go before and show him the way by which he could manage to pass. Save yourself the trouble, said the bull. I knew that way long before you were born. 178. The Stag the wolf and the sheep. A stag asked a sheep to lend him a measure of wheat, and said that the wolf would be his surety. The sheep, fearing some fraud was intended, excused herself, saying, The wolf is accustomed to seize what he wants and to run off, and you too can quickly outstrip me in your rapid flight. How then shall I be able to find you when the day of payment comes? Two blacks do not make one white. 179. The Peacock and the Crane The peacock, spreading its gorgeous tail, mocked a crane that passed by, ridiculing the ashen hue of its plumage, and saying, I am robed like a king, in gold and purple and all the colors of the rainbow, while you have not a bit of color on your wings. True, replied the crane, but I soar to the heights of heaven and lift my voice to the stars, while you walk below like a cock among the birds of the dunghill. Fine feathers do not make fine birds. 180. The Fox and the Hedgehog A fox, swimming across a rapid river, was carried by the force of the current into a very deep ravine, where he lay for a long time very much bruised, sick, and unable to move. A swarm of hungry, blood-sucking flies settled upon him. A hedgehog, passing by, saw his anguish, and inquired if he should drive away the flies that were tormenting him. By no means, 
replied the Fox. Pray, do not molest them. How is this? said the Hedgehog. Do you not want to be rid of them? No, returned the Fox, for those flies which you see are full of blood, and sting me but little. And if you rid me of these which are already satiated, others more hungry will come in their place, and will drink all the blood I have left. End of section 9